the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Do you know any pregnant people? Uh, They used to be known as pregnant women, but that apparently makes many of the men who are expecting children feel bad. Uh, Here's where we are in America right now. We still have the COVID hysteria, which our experts in the health field have been wrong about at least half the time. And we're told that we should still be depending on them for advice and how not to die from this disease that kills, what, three-tenths of a percent of the people who get it, if that. And now the, the number one person we are supposed to look to for that advice, the director of the CDC, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, has come out with this statement. Quote, CDC recommends that pregnant people should be vaccinated against COVID-19 based on new evidence about the safety and effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccines. COVID-19 vaccination is recommended for all people 12 years and older, including people who are pregnant, breastfeeding, or trying to get pregnant now or might become pregnant in the future. Good luck to those men who are trying to get pregnant, by the way. And then there's more, quote, The vaccines are safe and effective, and it has never been more urgent to increase vaccinations (laughs) as we face the highly transmissible Delta variant and see severe outcomes from COVID-19 among unvaccinated pregnant people. So, as we try to recover from this pandemic, we're expected to look to a person who thinks men can have babies for advice. That's, That's what we're dealing with now. Imagine being in a coma for 10 years. And waking up today and hearing a doctor refer to pregnant women as pregnant people. Not, this is a doc, not just a doctor. The, like, one of the most important doctors in America referring to pregnant women as pregnant people. You would ask, what does she mean by pregnant people? And you'd be told that men can also have babies. And you would be told that if you disagree with that, there is something wrong with you. What percentage of the people in the country do you think actually believe that men can have babies? That's my question. Now, I don't mean people who say they believe that men can have babies. There are plenty of those. They're running around everywhere. I mean people who actually believe that it's not only women who can give birth. I'd say that's less than 1%. But the other 99% either think it's ridiculous or they are afraid to say they think it's ridiculous. And of that 99%, I'm going to guess that 96% think it's completely ridiculous to to suggest that a man could have a baby which means we have a lot of gutless people in America, and and stupid and insane people, too. It also means that we are being told by somebody with a straight face that we should accept medical advice from a person who thinks men can give birth. That's right. There may be no hope for human civilization. Sorry. But when we come back, 
Uh, I won't ask Lou Barletta if he thinks men can give birth. Well, then again, maybe I will. But anyway, he's a he's a candidate for the U.S. Senate, uh, the U.S. Governor. I'm sorry, uh, Pennsylvania Governor, not not the the Governor of the U.S. Senate. He's the candidate for the Governor of Pennsylvania. I'll talk to him about what the Democrats are up to in Washington, what to expect uh, when Tom Wolf is gone, and then in our second half hour, we'll take a look at how the Democrats' insanity is killing small businesses, including right down the road from here in the Strip District. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 831-21. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Is it time to push reset and get away with God? Christian travel creates purposeful pauses to discover the most scenic, sought-after destinations while you immerse yourself in the wonder of God's creation. As you travel alongside the world's top Christian leaders, every step of the way will revive your faith and awaken your sense of wonder. Imagine morning devotions on the deck of a cruise ship as you pass towering Alaska glaciers or tropical Caribbean islands. Perhaps you're longing to set foot in the very places where Jesus walked and taught in Israel. Every day on a Christian cruise or tour brings you the new vistas while you enjoy uplifting music and powerful messages. Get away with God in a faith-focused journey and the unforgettable memories you create will refresh you long after you return home. For more information, visit InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. That's InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 500 8384 People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college, learn new instruments, start skateboarding, 
Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, there's been plenty of insanity coming out of Washington lately, but we've had our share coming out of Harrisburg, too. And His Excellency uh, Tom Wolfe, his days are numbered. Uh, Lou Barletta is a former congressman, former mayor of Hazleton, PA. He's running for the Republican nomination for governor, and he joins us now. Lou, thanks for being here. Yeah, good to talk to you again, John. So um, I, I, before we get to the usual insanity and what's going on uh, with your race and uh, what's going on with the, in, the, in the state uh, politically. Uh, let's talk about what's going on at Pitt with the harvesting of baby organs. Uh, I talked a lot about this in the last couple of days. Uh, paid for, by the way, by Pennsylvania taxpayers. Still no coverage of it uh, here in Pittsburgh that I'm aware of. I, I, it could be happening and I've missed it, but I, I have a feeling that it's getting little or no uh, media coverage. Are the Republicans aware of this and what should we expect uh, them to do about it? Well, I don't know how many Republicans are aware of it, but I, I think everybody should should be. And, and I, I do believe we need a, a deeper dive into this, John, investigation to see exactly, uh, you know, when they're harvesting these organs, especially the kidney. Uh, and that's what's uh, at, at, at the topic here is, is the baby actually alive? Is the, is the heartbeat still, is there still a heartbeat? Uh, and... <laughs> If if it is, then in my view is that there needs to be uh, penalties to that. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's almost inhumane to, to talk about this. And I know Pitt has become a tissue hub. Um, for they've they said in their application they've been doing this for over ten years. Uh, not only kidneys, but uh, but but other body parts, legs, brains. Uh, and and um, I think we need to we need to know more about it. We need to look into this. This doesn't sound humane to me. Yeah, um, I I think that it, uh, and I've had uh, I've had people make uh, comparisons to the Gosnell uh, story in Philadelphia, where the media ignored that too, uh, until it, would, it just it I, I I I'm not sure I don't remember exactly how uh, what it was that happened that got the media involved. It might have been one of his patients dying. I, I can't remember, but. Once the media did get involved, uh, the state had to get involved, and the federal government had to get involved. How do you get the the state to investigate this? Uh, aside from just you well, know Republicans talking about it, how about doing something about it? What what can you do? Well, I think it comes from it should come from the top. I mean, if I if, if I'm governor of Pennsylvania, we're going to stop this Doctor Frankenstein experimentation of using unborn baby body body parts. I, I think there needs to be uh, an outrage by people to have this investigated if they're not going to do it on their own and this this isn't uh um if they're not curious themselves whether or not these babies are are alive or born alive and that and the parts are taken we need to know that and and i think people need to um, just what you're doing right now and what i'm doing and talking about it hopefully will bring more awareness 
and I'm certainly going to be, you know, ringing the bell about this because uh, I think this is uh, something that that could be um, could be something uh, very bad. I uh, I've I've tried to get the the diocese of Pittsburgh to comment on it and can't get them to talk about it. So I, I've I've asked to have someone, if not, come on the show. Um, at least give me a statement, uh, let me know that they're aware of it, and I haven't gotten any reaction uh, at all from them. Um, and so I, I, I don't know if they're ignoring it, uh, if they're af- afraid of it. I don't know what it is, but you would think that the uh, all churches, but the Catholic Church especially, you would think uh, happening right here in the city that the diocese would say something about it. But up till now, crickets. Well, you know, Pitt states, and I don't know how much more anyone needs, Pitt states in their application that organs do not lose their blood blood supply uh, until after the tissue collection procedure. So what does that mean? Uh, you know, is the heart still beating if it's not losing its blood supply? And we should know that if that's true. They state that themselves. So uh, not only the Catholic Church, I believe, I believe the governor, I believe the attorney general, I believe... <laughs> People of Pennsylvania should want to know that answer. Uh, I heard Tom Wolf say yesterday on to something else. Now the the usual stuff here in Pennsylvania, the the more political stuff. I heard uh, him say yesterday that he didn't think the state giving everybody an extra three hundred bucks a week is affecting the labor market. Does that make any sense <laughs> to anybody? <laughs> it's laughable. It's laughable. He, he needs he needs to uh, get out and maybe talk to some of these businesses. I've been all over the Commonwealth, and it doesn't matter where I go, who I talk to. It's the exact same position they're in is they can't get people back to work because they're telling them they're making more money to stay home. It's ludicrous uh, that, that, that our own state government would make a statement like that when all they need to do is, is come, go out and talk to people and find out what's, what's happening. Now, is this something that the governor could fix immediately? Well, yeah, they don't have to receive. The, they, they don't have to receive. I mean, the money. First of all, they should, and and they're not. They should be obviously talking talking to the White House uh, about the damage this is this is doing to the economy. Mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness, these businesses have been hurt enough by by these draconian decisions that Tom Wolf and. Uh, and Washington have made, and now if that's not enough, I mean, look what's happened today in Philadelphia. Beginning midnight today, all businesses and customers have to sh- have to show either proof of vaccination or double or or, or their masks. That's, in and the, that's an, by an order of the city of Philadelphia. Entire city? Yes, the entire city. All businesses, yes. All what? businesses, yes. Starting mid- midnight tonight. No, no so I it's okay. It's okay. It's okay that you don't need an ID to vote, but you better have your medical records with you if you want to go into a restaurant to eat. So wait, if I go to Philadelphia tonight, uh, tomorrow, and I want to eat lunch there at a restaurant, I can't get in without a vaccine or a mask or both. Well, that's that's correct. That's correct. Wow. And is that a so that's a, is that a mayor decision? Uh, that's a city of Philadelphia. Yeah. 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 We got to put an end to this, John. We got to put an end there. We got to give people their freedom back. Uh, listen, I, I believe in personal responsibilities. If you don't feel safe going somewhere, then don't go there. Right. Uh, if if I have, if I have a business, I'm going to make sure you're as comfortable and and feel as safe as you possibly can. <laughs> if if you choose not to get vaccinated, that's your choice. You chose not to get vaccinated. Well, I you... chose to be vaccinated. Right. I shouldn't have to wear a mask because you chose not to. Right. Well, I I mentioned uh, in my open before before you came on here. 
that the uh, doctor, what's her name, uh, Rochelle, I forget her name, uh, I don't have it in front of me here, but um, she, she uh, came out with a statement today that said pregnant people should get the vaccine uh, and that people who breastfeed... Should get the vaccine. This is what we're. De- this this is a doctor. Pregnant women, right? I think so. And this is what yeah. we're dealing with, Lou. This is who's running the government of the United States of America. We have people well, who we can change it, John. Uh, it's, we it's, can change it. I hope so. What do you? What I mean, we, at the state level, what do you do about this stuff? Well, look what look at Florida. Look how easy. I mean, look at Florida. Look at the freedom they gave back to people, and people are flocking there. They're flocking to states like Florida. Uh, I was just talking with the, the governor of Tennessee. People are flocking to Tennessee. They're flocking to states where their businesses can thrive, businesses are open, and people can choose for themselves. I don't need the government telling me what, what to do. I, I, I was in Washington. Believe me, they, they're the last people that should be given advice on, on, on what to do. Uh, it's just crazy. And it all depends on, on who you have at the top. I mean, Tom Wolf chose to to really be a dictator and pick and choose who can be open. I mean, you can buy a bicycle in Walmart, but you couldn't buy a bike at your local bike shop that you did business with. What, what sense does that make? It's just, it's just ludicrous. They, they've given these people too much power and they've abused it. And now that they have it, you know, they're, they're going to continue to abuse it until you throw them out and put people in there that have some common sense. And that's what I propose to the people of Pennsylvania. I'm going to bring common sense sends back to the commonwealth we're going to be open for business what a concept we're talking to lou barletta he's a former congressman and also now running for the republican nomination for governor um so far his excellency uh tom hasn't issued a state mask mandate for pennsylvania schools at least he hasn't until you know up until about 20 minutes ago uh joe biden is working on a national national mandate would you be surprised if wolf caves on this no, I would not. I believe the pressure that, that, that they're getting from the left, that the Democrat Party is putting on, on these elected officials, eventually they're, they're going to cave into it again. And, and uh, you know, again, what, 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 what choices do the parents have? When do the parents get to choose what's best for their children? They've already stolen stole a year of their education. Yeah. And we, we don't know the long-term effects of that yet, John. We don't know the long-term effects of... Of, of that loss of education for, for one year we'll have on those children. And if that's not enough, now we're going to force these kids to, to, to sit there all day under masks. Uh, enough is enough. Uh, yeah. you know, people have to be able to choose for themselves what's best for themselves and what's best for their own family. I don't need a governor telling me what's, what's best, especially if I don't agree with them. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, we've had, yesterday I had, uh, 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 Corey DeAngelis on. He's a he's a big proponent of school choice, and he's been really making a lot of uh, doing a lot of work on that. And he's reporting on uh, the different states. Uh, he, he he's listed multiple states where governors have, have been able to uh, get school choice through, where the where the uh, where the tax the state tax money uh, goes to the students instead of the system. Is that something you be in favor of? Yeah, why why sh- why shouldn't the money follow your child? Mm-hmm. I mean, the most important thing we can do for our children is give them an education and a good education, and nobody should be stuck in a in a failing school just because of of where they live. Those tax dollars should follow that child, and you know, a parent again should have the choice of of where their child is is being educated. And 
you know, this is another perfect example of why should I be forced or you be forced to have your child in a school where, where, where they're mandating that they sit there all day under, under a mask. When Which is useless. They could be in, yeah. in another envi- right, in, in another environment where they're actually, they're actually learning and they don't have to fear that they're going to be shut down uh, next week because of another virus. Is fixing that, is, is the school choice issue something that's going to start with whoever is the governor, the next governor? Does that have to begin there? I believe it is. I mean, I, I believe it is. There has, to, there has to be an appetite. There has to be a leader. and There has to be somebody who, who believes in it. And, and uh, you know, the, the governors have a lot of power, and we found that out. Sometimes, sometimes too much power. But, but they can make a difference. If we, you know, we may not be able to change the country, but we can change this. We can change our state and make sure. I mean, again, I'm going to use the states that that are examples where their economies are flourishing and people are, are flocking and moving there. Um, they're, they're getting more tax revenue because that's where people want to live. We can do that here in Pennsylvania. This is a great Commonwealth, beautiful state, hunting, fishing, outdoors. Uh, we have energy that they're squashing. They're killing those jobs. They're ch- we are not business friendly. We're chasing jobs out of Pennsylvania. And, John, you know what goes with, with that business? when they leave the state, our children and mm-hmm. our grandchildren. Yeah. And, and we, we've got to change that. And well, we can. How important is it uh, going to be, though, for whoever is governor, if it's you or whoever runs up in the Harrisburg, just to just, uh, I, I, it seems like it would be more important now than ever to stand up to the federal government uh, with the Democrats in charge. In this, More power has to go to the states somehow. It has to, I don't know where that begins. It's always supposed to be that way, right? It was supposed right. to be the states have the power. And, you know, I served I served for four years on the United Nations Advisory Board for local authorities, and every country had one mayor that represented them. And uh, I met with mayors from all over the world, and their biggest complaint was that central government has too much power. That if they only they could get power down to their regions, down to their states, they feel that the people would be better off. And here we are in the United States, where that's where how our government was formed. That the states have the power, and 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 now we're watching it literally being being stripped from from states and and into a uh, socialist uh, regime now where we have dictators telling you whether your business can stay open and whether you have to carry your medical records around with you and, and this enough is enough we can fix this state i can't fix the country but we can fix pennsylvania Talking to Lou Barletta, he's running for governor, uh, for the Republican nomination for governor. Got a couple minutes left here, about a minute and a half. Um, how confident are you that we can have a legitimate election in Pennsylvania, whether it's for a state office or federal? Well, that's something that no matter where I go, again, around Pennsylvania, people want to make sure our elections are, are, are free and fair. And if we want to get good candidates to run for office, we have to make sure that that they're not going to get cheated. And people, if we want them to vote, we have to make sure that their vote is count. Their vote counts. Uh, we we have to make it harder to cheat. Uh, there's no question about it. We have to bring election integrity uh, back to our elections. And again, uh, you know, I'm going to use this as an example. You know, they want you to carry your medical records with you to go into a restaurant to eat, but they don't feel that you should have an ID to vote. Yeah, pretty. I mean, how, that 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 makes no sense. We've got to fix that. We've got to fix it fast. Uh, and we have about a minute and a half left here, uh, Lou. You made a name for yourself when you were mayor of Hazleton because of your stance against 
illegal immigrants. Um, could Pennsylvania be affected by what's happening on the southern border right now? And what 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 could you do to prevent that from being a problem here? It already is being affected. And, you know, back when I was mayor, I saw firsthand, uh, you know, I didn't need somebody to brief me about this issue. I had to deal with it every day. When there's a problem at the border, that problem doesn't stay at the border. It, it, it ends up in towns like Hazleton and Altoona and other cities across across the United States. Another example, here we are talking about putting masks on our kids in school, carrying your medical records around, masks no matter where you go, but they're shipping people around the country without us even knowing where they are who have crossed the border, and we know some of them are, are COVID positive. Yeah. Now, how the heck does that make any kind of sense? And that's why the people are so upset. That's why, you know, we need to make sure we, we bring common sense back because, you know, we're doing everything we can. We're paying the penalty, but yet, you know, just come on in and we'll ship you around and you won't even know, we won't even know, you know, where they're shipping people. Amazing. Hey, Lou, I'm out of time. I'm sure we'll talk again uh, before the, uh, the election gets uh, right on top of us here. Uh, good to have you on the show. Thanks. Thanks, Sean. People can follow me at LouBarletta.com. Okay, thank you. That's Lou Barletta. He's running for governor of Pennsylvania. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Congress pushes forward on infrastructure after the Senate passes the bipartisan package. With the Senate having passed the bipartisan $1 trillion infrastructure plan, work now focuses on the broader $3.5 trillion package that's likely to get votes only from Democrats. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. We want to cut taxes for American families. We want to create millions of jobs while tackling the climate crisis. And we want to pay for it by making corporations and the wealthy finally pay their fair share. But Republican Senator Lindsey Graham warns of sticker shock. This will cost well over $4 trillion if fully implemented. Mike Gracia, Washington. Tropical storm Fred swirling toward the Dominican Republic and Haiti. The forecast track would bring it near Florida by the weekend. On Wall Street, the Dow was up 192 points. The Nasdaq, 34 points lower. This is SRN News. Call him Willy Wonka. He's a chocolate lab. His belly itched and he would actually lay in the grass and scoot across it to scratch and Sheba, his sister, she scratched it, her ears were bad and she shook her head so much she wound up with cauliflower ears. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot oh. com. Dynavite is nutrition. When we uh, first got the Dynavite, they cleaned the bowls up real good. Her ears, they're a whole lot better. Wonka, his belly, it's all really cleaned up. He uh, flops over and lays on his back and just kicks his legs, and I call it his happy dance. They look good and even smell good in between baths. You should give your dogs Dynavite before something happens. And that's kind of like preventative maintenance. Dynavite for life. It makes them healthier and happier. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. And your dogs will love it just like mine do. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
1250, The Answer, The Mike Gallagher Show. The New York Times White House correspondent telling you what other sophisticated vaccinated people on Martha's Vineyard are saying. This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd, and this is just about optics. It's not about safety. That's comedy gold. These people are clowns. These are not serious people. Breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The Answer. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Portersville Christian School in Portersville, PA, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at theanswerpgh.com slash tuitions. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Plenty of delays for your Wednesday afternoon on the Parkway East inbound. Heavy Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Grant Street to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound stacking up from Bates Street up to Edgewood Swissvale. Outbound 28. At least an eight-minute delay from Butler Street up to the Highland Park Bridge. In Murraysville, an accident westbound William Penn Highway near Cozy Inn Cutoff. On the Parkway West, not too bad. A little slow outbound as you approach Carnegie. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. We'll see a thunderstorm in spots this evening, otherwise partly cloudy skies for tonight. It will be humid with a low of 74. Tomorrow we'll see record-tying heat. It will be humid with clouds and sunshine. Expect a thunderstorm around in the afternoon and a high of 94. Friday, watch for a severe thunderstorm in the afternoon, otherwise warm and humid with times of clouds and sun. Expect a high Friday of 88. With the Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, His Excellency Tom Wolf says he doesn't think that the uh, the government giving everybody an extra $300 on, on top of their unemployment check has had anything to do with businesses having trouble finding employees. Uh, there are lots of small small business owners who would tell His Excellency he's out of his mind. Uh, Selena Zito of the New York Post, the Washington Washington Examiner, and PJ Media talked to lots of them right down the road from where I'm sitting here in Green Tree in the Strip District, and she joins us now. Selena, good to have you on again. How are you? Hey, John. Thanks for having me. So uh, I've had people I know who own businesses uh, tell me that they can't find people to work, and they've been telling me that for a long time. How big of a problem did you find down there in the Strip District? Well, it's not just in the Strip District, but the Strip District is sort of um, uh, just a microcosm of what I have seen. I just got back from a 5,000-mile trip across the country. Um, It's everywhere. Uh, But this story, and and if you want to read it, you can see it at selenazito.com, just sort of exemplifies the the, the chain of problems that small businesses are having. Um, first of all, the challenge is to find a worker. And we're not talking about, you know, these are low-paying jobs. These are, these are jobs at $20 an hour plus. Yeah. Um, and, 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 but people are bringing home $600 a week 
um, from the federal, combined from the federal and state government. So they're just not looking for jobs. They're just staying home. The government has made it, it, it has created this sort of dependency on it. And then, and so, and that creates this like really interesting and um, convoluted um, break within our supply chain. So if a guy at the produce terminal doesn't show up for work, uh, then the guy, then the um, then the farmer can't load up the food to get to to the restaurants. Uh, the same goes for lumber, or um, the guys don't, the men and women don't show up to make the chemicals for the for the swimming pools. It's just become this sort of um, chase for for commerce, chase for workers, and and and, and all of this then. Um, makes the price go higher for the goods that people can't get. And then tack on the um, nearly $1 more a gallon for gas over last year, and you've got a real problem that is pinching small businesses in a way that they never expected to see, in particular right after uh, the pandemic. The last thing they expected was people not want to work, and the inability to get supplies. There should be a stockholder supplies, and instead it's the opposite. Here's the thing, Selena. Nothing you said should surprise any person with a brain. I mean, <laughs> how, how would anybody think that anything but this was going to happen? If you, if you just right. hand people the same amount of money for doing nothing that they would get for coming to a job that isn't exactly a glamorous job, you know, working in a restaurant, washing dishes, which isn't supposed to be a career, by the way. But, you know, how, how, do, what, what, who's out there who's, well, actually, Tom Wolf, I, uh, he said that he didn't think this was a, th- this didn't uh, contribute to the problem. I don't know what he thinks it's based on, but that's what he said. Well, I find that incredibly fascinating because Tom Wolf comes from a manufacturing yeah. family that depended not only on a fluid supply chain, but also a, a um, robust workforce. Uh, and, and it concerns me, and this is something that has concerned me about elected officials for generations, is that they're so disconnected from the people that they serve. And I'm not, I'm not, this is not ideological. This is just a problem, period, with elected officials. And, and for him to be that dismissive of a very real problem among small businesses. I mean, I know a manufacturer out in uh, Beaver County who has a business about the same size as the Wolf family's business. And he can't, and these are good-paying union jobs, and he cannot get anyone to either pass a drug test and or show up for work and or answer an ad for for these jobs. And these are very good-paying union jobs. Yeah, you mentioned uh, that, uh, I'm looking at your story here, um, a guy says, uh, I, wore, I ordered over $1,000 in bottled water, tea, and drinks, and the supplier tells me he only has about $100 worth of the supplies I ordered for that day. Uh, I was an owner of a yeah. shop down there. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Miskel. Raymond Mike Sal, the um, yeah, owner Mike of Sal, Catholic yeah. Raymond, 
um, in the strip district. He was so frustrated. He just told the guy, "Go, you know, just leave, just just go." It was the third time that happened that happened to him um, that week, and and it's it, it, in every day. It's sort of these small businesses are chasing um, uh, employees. They're chasing. Um, you know, the commodities that they need. They're chasing everything, and they're exhausted. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I uh, talked to a guy who owns a, uh, a bar restaurant, uh, does a good business, and he's had to do a lot of the cooking himself. Not that that's, you know, the end of the world, but uh, he's had um, nights where he he got too much business. He had to, He had to ask people to... Uh, he had to let people know that. Listen, I, I feel bad. It's going to take you a long time to get your food because I, I, I just don't have anybody to serve you, and I, and I don't have enough people to serve you, and I don't have enough people to cook the food, and and they're having trouble deciding. First of all, to stay open, but when they do stay open, what do you do? Do you have to reduce your menu? Uh, you know, you uh, if you own a restaurant, you're looking for a night when you see tons of people coming through the door. Now they see a lot of people coming through the door, and they think, "Oh my God, we're in trouble. We got too much business." Right, that is that is, that is absolutely a true problem. And and <laughs> try to go on vacation and rent a car. Yeah. that's a trip into itself. You can't even rent a car, and if you do rent a car, it's going to cost you more than you pay for your mortgage um, for right. three months. It's right. Just, absolutely insane and every um bed and breakfast that i stayed in between here in montana and back um didn't have anybody to um clean the rooms if i stayed more than one night because they couldn't find anybody to hire did i did i hear you say selena that you just you just came back from a five thousand mile trip around the country I did. I did. I just got back early this morning. What's wrong with you? <laughs> hey, no, I'm kidding. I gotta no, get that, out that, there it's a, it's amazing what you do. <laughs> I got to get out there and tell the story. Yeah, it's I mean, great. There's a massive, the massive news desert out there, um, and and there's a lot of places that don't even have coverage. And we, if, and if I don't go to these places, yeah. how do we really know what's going on in this country? Well, we've had you on before, and, uh, and we should explain again that your whole routine is based on not flying and not driving on the interstates. Yeah. You take the back roads yeah. and you talk to people, and that's what makes your stuff so good. Yeah, I found this really cool road that I didn't know existed, and I'm a pretty much a road nerd. Yeah. But it's uh, US 39 that I took from Colorado to the Ohio-Pennsylvania border, and it was awesome. Yeah. Now, do you have an RV or are you driving a car? <laughs> no, I have an old secondhand Jeep. A Jeep <laughs> Wrangler. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a Cherokee. It's oh, okay. I was going to say you can put the top down sometimes in the Wrangler, but you can't you can't do that in a Cherokee. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, is is Deluca's Diner closed? Did you write that in your piece in the at, that I read? It was. It was co- it was closed for several weeks. Uh, they just couldn't. Um, they had problems getting staff. I mean, Deluca's is iconic, greasy diner, right? Oh, no question. Um, yeah. People just line up, in particular on Saturdays and Sundays. And I've, it was several weeks that they were closed because they were having such staffing problems. 
Yeah, I mean, they uh, they put a sign up on the window, right? Uh, on the door. Sorry. Yep, yep. temporarily closed. How, temporarily closed. How, often, how many of those did you find? Not just here, but in your trip around. Did, did, did a lot of businesses just not op- waiting to, for this to go away somehow? Yeah, there was a, um, there was a sign in a store in Colorado. It was in some small town in the plains in Colorado. But it says, we're closing until COVID is over. And it doesn't look like it's been open for a year. And and uh, I mean, how widespread is that? Uh, I mean, and, and oh, it's everywhere. There isn't a town that you don't go to that there isn't like we're hiring signs everywhere, everywhere, every kind of business. And who are the who are people blaming for this? Is it is it um, pretty? Um, is it consistent that they're blaming the Democrats for it, or who are they blaming? Well, they're, they're blaming giving away all this money. Yeah, but who are they blaming you know, they for that? Under- well, who's giving away the money? Yeah. <laughs> Democrats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's only one person, well, you know, I mean, only one person is handing out the money. Now, there are some states that I was in that the state, the, the state senate, the state governors are like, yeah, we're not, we're not giving you any more money. Sorry. Um, so there were several states like that. Um, but still, you know, people are getting free money on top of free money on top of free money. There's tax, child tax credit. There's the other thing. I can't even keep up with all this oh, free yeah. stuff. Yeah. They're, they're, now the, now the, the people are getting $300 per kid. So if you have three kids, you're getting $900 a month for that. And I guess you still get to keep your unemployment. Um, I mean, I, I don't know why anybody would uh, would would go to work unless you're gonna they're gonna pay you fifty thousand bucks a year, you know. I, and it's so sort of fascinating to me because this is exactly the opposite of what happened when when Joe Biden was vice president, right? You couldn't find a job anywhere in 2009, 2010, 2008. It was just absolutely, I mean, 11, 12, 13, that recession and that lack of, of, of jobs, of available jobs was just absolutely just void. And the interesting thing to me is, is that at that time, when we, when we started to see job growth, it was in the service industry and that the um, Obama-Biden um, uh, administration really sort of bragged about that's the future, right? The service industry. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's now where nobody's going to work. Yeah. I just find that a little bit ironic. It's uh, Oh, yeah. We're talking to Selena Zito. Uh, she's everywhere at... Uh I saw your piece at PJ Media, but you can find it at uh, selenazito.com. That's S-A-L-E-N-A-Z-I-T-O.com. Got a couple minutes left here, Selena. Um, I didn't know about your trip around. The, I guess you're going to be writing a lot of stories based on your trip. Um, I, I am. That's why everyone can sl- sign up at selenazito.com. There's a really fun story from Wall Drug, South Dakota. And if anybody's been to South Dakota, they have gone to Wall Drug. Yeah, and and um, of of all the states you went to, is, is is it possible to pick out the state that seems to have the best idea how to deal with this, or where the people at least feel um, like their 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 government is not torturing them? Uh, South Dakota yeah. really has this real keen sense of liberty and freedom. It's really 
Um, I was up by Sturgis. It was just a really sort of remarkable experience. Uh, and and I got to interview um, Governor Christy Nome while I was there. Um, and so in, in Wyoming and Montana, these are states that really have sort of their act together. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm just about out of time here. I got to ask you, are you packing heat when you're driving around the country? <laughs> well, you know, you're not allowed to go to every state. When yeah. you're, um, right. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> you're not. You're not. You're, you're not allowed to carry it across certain states. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for South Carolina, you could make it all the way from Pennsylvania to uh, to Georgia. Stu- but South Carolina and Pennsylvania don't have reciprocity. How stupid is that? Um, and uh, I'm out of time. Selena, uh, selenazito.com. Great stuff on there. And uh, you're a maniac. I think it's great what you do. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Look forward to being on again. Okay, and we'll be right back. Bye. This is John Stagerwald. You know, I used to think that all towels are pretty much the same, but I found out with my pillow towels that's not the case. Towels just don't seem to dry anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the stores, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found out that around 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and adding softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA, and they have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton. They come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get a six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, soft and absorbent, regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, you know, we have our own problems with COVID-19 in our country, but conditions are much worse in other parts of the world, specifically Latin America and the Caribbean. Kids are going hungry there. And that's where food for the poor comes in and where you can make an immediate impact. Paul Jacobs of Food for the Poor joins us now. So, Paul, where is the focus this year for the Food for the Poor campaign? Well, thank you, John. It is squarely uh, focused on our efforts to provide food, provide life-saving food for children, for families, specifically the children, because they are the most vulnerable in what is what we are deeming the perfect storm in Latin America and the Caribbean. Uh, in, in the 18 countries that Food for the Poor represents, one of the things that has transpired is, especially in countries like Guatemala and Honduras, and, and certainly we've seen in Haiti, is that the economic instability has created just a damaging effect for families across these countries. Rising food prices. We're experiencing that here in the United States, rising food prices, and it's affecting our pocket. And then COVID, where it has shut down schools, informal marketplaces where people would go and work, uh, whether it be a farm or it be a marketplace where people would sell their wares or go work in the service industry. Those are completely shut down in a rising spike of new cases in these countries. And so what we are asking you to do right now 
is to help us provide life-saving food for a child for the next six months. John, it's only $37 to provide a child six months of life-saving food. And I'm asking you right now that's listening at this very present moment to take a moment and think. Would you be able to give a one-time gift of $185 to provide five children, five precious children who, for no fault of their own, like our own children, have had no part in any of this and have no ability to help themselves. But you can turn around to a mother and say, your children will eat for the next six months. So right now, would you click the Give Food banner right there at the answerpgh.com or you can call us toll free 866-922-HOPE. That's 866-922-4673. Okay, so Paul, food's obviously a a very important thing for everybody, and many people in America take it for granted. But could you just be a little bit more specific about how severe the food shortage is and what some of the specific problems are for people that this will help? We're hearing right now in countries like Haiti, perfect example, where the uh, World Food Program and UNICEF have said that more than 40% of the population are in acute hunger. Acute, severe, acute malnutrition, which basically is a fancy word for starvation. Mm -hmm. 40% of the population and a majority of those, close to 2 million, are children. And that's just one country. We're hearing from Honduras, our country partners, our ministry partners, working hand-in-hand with the local churches, that they're saying that there are families who have been, for these many 18 months, out of work. There are schools where children are getting their only meal of the day. Just think for a moment how how important it is for us to send our children to school when the fall commences. And we know that they'll have lunch in the middle of the day. Maybe we send them with a snack, and some parents even send them to school. Tr- school a little early and get a a meal to get their their body started for the day that is all gone for the better part of these 18 months and we don't know with this recent case of of covid and whether this economic instability in these countries and of course these skyrocketing food prices are going to take a turn but right now what we do know is that you can reach in to this situation right now with your generous and loving gift. You can give a gift right now $37 and ensure that one child will know for the next six months where their next meal is coming from. Would you do that right now? One thing that's great about Food for the Poor, the campaign, and I've been dealing with it now for three years, I think, um, is that when you give a gift of $37 or $111 or $185 or whatever it is, you know exactly where that money is going, and, and uh, it doesn't get lost in some kind of a bureaucracy or anything. It ends up as food for some kids. No, absolutely. You know, Food for the Poor has been ministering now in, our, in, in 39 years. We're approach, fast approaching our 40th year in ministry uh, in countries uh, like Guatemala over three decades. And so we're, we're working hand-in-hand with the local churches and ministries. And what we're seeing right now is, of course, it doesn't get done in, with government intervention. It doesn't get done with local politicians. It gets done through the church. The church is the backbone of everything that we do here at Food for the Poor for these many decades. And then when you turn around and you you hear where uh, literally everything has been lost, families without income, mothers Tying a piece of sheet or a, a, a poster board that says, Tenemos hambre, no comida hoy. For those of you that don't speak Spanish, that means we are hungry. There's no food here. That means desperation is here. That means starvation is here. That means that there is a child waiting for you on the other side of your generous act right now that desperately needs this food. 
And so our ministry partners are saying that right now what you give is changing the future and the life of a child. So please do not turn away and do not miss this opportunity to be a blessing, to generously and joyfully give and make a difference right now. Uh, before we go, Paul, can you give us real quick the uh, the way for people to give? Yes, please. Would you go right now to the Answer PGH? Maybe you're streaming online uh, and you're listening on the website, theanswerpgh.com. That's theanswerpgh.com. Click the red Give Food banner. It's very simple to do. And inside of moments, you can give generously and give instantly and make a difference right now. Or if you prefer, you can call us toll free, 866 922 Four six seven three. That spells hope. That's eight six six nine two two hope. Eight six six nine two two four six seven three. Please give. Please tell someone what you've done. And if you've already given, please continue to pray that someone has heard this message like you and will make a difference just like you've done right now. Thank you in advance. Paul Jacobs, uh, Food for the Poor, you're doing great stuff out there again, and uh, we appreciate you coming on and letting people know how to give and uh, help these kids, and uh, uh, good luck with everything. Thank you, John. Okay, and thank you if you've already contributed and uh, you got those phone numbers, and uh, please uh, you know, send, some, uh, send a check in, and you know that the, the money goes directly to Food for the Poor. Uh, I'm about out of time here. I just want to wrap up. by just, I'm just absolutely stunned by the fact that we have <laughs> the director of the CDC talking about pregnant people. I mean, you know, it's not like it's the first time I've heard it, and that's been something that's been around for a few months now at least, where they've been using that expression. Um, I, it, it's just terrible uh, what we're going through right now in the country, and I, I, don't, know, I don't know what to expect. I mean... What do what do like eight ten year old kids in school think when they hear somebody mention pregnant people, and and talk about men giving birth? I I don't know. Maybe we are doomed. We'll see if we can pick up on it again tomorrow. I'll talk to you then. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.